City Wealth presents the Later Life Planning Podcast. I'm Karen Jones, editor of City Wealth, and today I am delighted to welcome Justin Patton, who is a solicitor and mediator at the Human Law Legal Practice. In this podcast, we look at why you need to make a will. First, Justin will tell us why we need to make a will. Second, we will look at the formalities of making a will. And finally, ask what is intestacy? So welcome, Justin. Great to chat with you. So why do we need a will? Thank you, Karen. Why do you need a will? I think, first of all, before we answer that question, what is a will would be perhaps a more pertinent question. A will is a legal document you create that sets out the instructions for who will inherit your estate, your affairs, and what should happen after you die. It's important to recognize 60% of people do not have wills, which I don't think is necessarily a good thing. If you die without one, your estate will be distributed according to strict rules known as intestacy, which we will cover later. And the result of that means that people you care about may lose out if you don't do a will. It is a written document and essentially it gives you control and you decide what happens with your belongings, your estate, after you die. A will makes it much easier for your family or friends to sort everything out when you die. Without a will, the process is simply more time consuming and difficult. If you have a will, your loved ones will receive your estate quicker. Another benefit of a will is that you appoint executors, the person, the people who will administer your estate. You control the persons rather than that being determined by the intestacy rules, which has an order of persons who can take the role of as as executor administrator. Another key benefit of a will is that you appoint legal guardians for younger children who are below 18. If you don't specify this, the family courts may decide who look after your children if you've passed away. A will can ensure your children are provided for financially. As well as saying who will raise your children, you can make plans to provide for their future in this respect. This might include putting money aside for their education, they receive money for clothing hobbies, or simply establishing monies to buy a home. Thanks for that, Justin. So moving on, what are the formalities of making a will? The formalities for dealing with a will are laid down in English law by some dated legislation. And effectively, for a will to be valid, it has to be in writing, it has to be signed by the person doing the will, and it has to be done in front of two witnesses. The witnesses ideally should be independent and not family members or close family members. Otherwise, the will could be subject to challenge later. Do, just tell me, what, are the, what is the cost, do you think? What, what is a ballpark cost for a will? The cost of the will varies. Some solicitors will charge as little as perhaps £150 for doing that. But if it gets more complicated or they're looking for a higher fee, you could, and particularly if you're dealing with tax planning for significant estates, you're looking in the high hundreds, maybe low thousands as well, or a low thousand figure. 
Thank you for that, Justin. And so explain what intestacy is. Intestacy is the situation where one doesn't do a will and effectively you're governed um, by, by the law. Basically, the law determines what happens. The key thing about intestacy is that only married civil partners and some other close relatives actually receive the estate. Married partners or civil partners um, only receive the estate if they are actually married at the time of the death of the person. So if you're divorced, you won't receive anything. Another factor to bear in mind, which is often a myth, is that cohabiting partners won't receive anything as well. You have no actual formal right, unless you're married, to receive under the intestacy rules. So what happens? Effectively, you have a series of different scenarios. If one is married or in a civil partnership and has children, what happens? The husband or wife civil partner will get up to £270,000 of the estate and then the remainder is effectively split between the spouse and the children. If one is married or in a civil partnership but has no children, what happens then? The spouse receives the whole lot. Scenario three, if one is unmarried and has children or grandchildren, the children will receive the proceeds of the entire estate once they reach 18. The final scenario I'll cover, if there's no surviving spouse, the children of the person who's died without leaving a will will inherit the whole estate. This applies however much the estate is well. Thank you so much to Justin Patton, who is a solicitor and mediator at the Human Law Legal Practice. He also has written a guide uh, available on Amazon, which is a practical guide to elderly law. And he now has a second edition available. And it is $39.99. And it is on, as I said, Amazon. Thank you for listening to the Later Life Planning Podcast. Please join us next week where we discuss with Yogi Dewan, the CEO and founder of Hassium, issues about dementia. We ask questions like, what are the broader risks and how prevalent is the issue? What advisors, mandates and documentation should be in place? And how should you communicate with sufferers and advisors? So, look forward to seeing you again next week.